Hey, reading from Storybrooke. I'm Bobby Hawk, and this is the land where you should really think twice before accepting a ride uh, from a friend. And we talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. Uh, and how are you guys doing this week? Joining me, as always, we have uh, Elizabeth Placencia. How are you this week? I'm okay. Friend. Oh. Yes. Friend. <laughs> yeah, friend. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Monica Sadai, how are you doing this week? Good. 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 And Tony Hoop. Pretty awesome. He speaks. With, this is the first we've actually heard from him for a moment. I was wondering, <laughs> beginning to wonder. All right. Um, so, yes, this is this week's episode of Greetings from Story. Uh, sorry, Once Upon a Time is uh, what? Uh, number 16 of the seventh season breadcrumbs and uh monica has been doing such a good to- job these past few weeks with the rhymes so why don't we go ahead and let her uh, uh let her uh grace us with her rhyming summary Yay, go girl <laughs> thank you okay henry wants to write his story one that has lots of glory who knew a potion could be so sweet on ronnie they depend this curse to beat Nook gives fatherly advice. Tilly sells beignets that smell nice. To Nick's sweet words, they will succumb in this week's episode, Breadcrumbs. <laughs> breadcrumbs. Yeah. So, Any wonder... idea how many words rhyme with breadcrumbs? Well, quite a few, Crumbs. probably, yeah. I think I... succumb was like the Not best word to use. What was that? Amanda? Not according to Rhyme Zone. Yeah, but you could like uh, that's the thing with uh with um like a rhyming website or algorithm or whatever like that is that like it does, it tends to leave out like the the I don't know like the ones that you like are not necessarily like with ums you just like you kind of like you have to rhyme the third syllable of a word almost sometimes mm-hmm. to where it does like you know um you got to think like Eminem or something. <laughs> um, but you did a, a, a very good job this week, as always, Monica. Very good job. Thank you. Um, so, of course, Brad Crumbs, I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly obvious who this episode is going to be about. Um, uh, even though he wasn't even in the episode all that much. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, before I jump into it, I guess I'll just ask kind of like a, a first reaction. Like, what do you got? What did you guys think of this week's up? I know the last few weeks we've been really enjoying, uh, you know, what they've been doing. What, what do you guys think of this week's episode? Without spoiling it too much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> turn off my Nick sound. Creepy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Rob, uh, Bill used to have the Robin Hood stare, right? So, like, I have like the Nick stare. So, like, whenever he like looked into like the trunk last week, or whenever he like uh, 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 Henry was saying what he was saying in the car ride this week, Nick would always be like, <laughs> he he was really good at looking like deranged or something. Yeah, and then he like all gripped on the stair. He was like. <laughs> like last week too, he like looked that last scene when he closed the trunk. He was all like. <laughs> like I don't even understand. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's like the the Hansel stare, I guess, or the Hansel glare. I don't know. I'm gonna need, need a meme to be created. Yeah, that moment when you find the tools that are in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, okay. But 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 uh, but uh, so what did you guys think of the episode though? I enjoyed it. Ooh, well, okay. let me turn off my sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like it was an all right episode, but it didn't quite make yeah. uh, live up to what we've been, uh, you know, what we've been getting the past few weeks. I wouldn't I say that. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't well, say that. Like, well, you just kind of was like, ah, it was all right. That's what it sounded I like. Anything. Oh, no, I was talking with no. Tony. Was, yeah, Tony. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, I totally, even started I totally, talking about the episode, and it's already cat claws out. <laughs> I totally enjoyed it. I had no problems with it except for a few things that I will talk about. Yeah, they're, as we get, they're just, as we get into the episode. Yeah, they, I, had, like, I, had, I definitely answers, had a favorite moment, and I'm sure you guys can guess what that moment is. I had a favorite moment, but we'll too. talk about it later. It might have been, yes, it might be mine too as well. Now that uh, you know, if if we're all on the same page, but again, we're well, kind of probably, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably not. It's something that Fred did. It's something that Fred did, which is mine. Oh, that's your fate. Okay, well, oh. go. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear it. And how about you, Fred? Uh, Fred did something right. He finally oh, did something whoa. right. Okay, okay, finally. <laughs> and and Monica, uh, what did you think of this episode? Just you know, real it. quick. Okay, good, good. Can't wait to hear. To a close, and that makes me wonder how much other, how many other threads they're going to get to close up because they've got what five or six weeks left, mm-hmm. something like that. And I was curious; it was like quite a few people not in this week's episode. Like, yeah, course, Ronnie yeah, wasn't there. Yeah, Ronnie wasn't there mm-hmm. at all. She's talked about, but that's uh, it. Sam D wasn't there at all. They mm-hmm. mentioned Drew oh, yeah. for. They mentioned Drew for some reason. Even though yeah. we haven't, I, I no, forgot who's Drew again. Uh, 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 food truck guy. The other guy from the Frog. He has a boyfriend-ish. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> I, I would think that they would have to mention him because Tiana's there. So anything that has to do with Tiana. Yeah, yeah but like, you know, I just feel like he's not like he's an important character. So yeah, that's okay. what I just <laughs> wonder why they even mention him because I feel like we're yeah. probably not going to see him again. Yeah. I'm thinking just, like just because she, she mentioned it, you know, like ah, drew this, drew that, you know. Of course, when you talk about a character, you got to talk about you know what stuff that they're involved in and people mm-hmm. that they're involved with. I guess. Oh no! It just kind of made me realize. Well, not made me realize. I kind of already had, but you know, kind of reminds you, like, oh yeah, that guy that they haven't like uh, talked about or we haven't seen in a few weeks and probably will never see again. Nope. But I'll, I'll probably be proven wrong next week, just like I always do every time I open my mouth about something. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> let's move on to the breakdown. Um, okay, so years ago in the realms, Nook, Henry, and Ella head into a cave to uh, to do to do uh, to slay a dragon. It's to be slay. I knew what I was. I, I forgot to edit that part. Okay. Someone was fast. Years ago in the realms, Hook and Hook, Nook, Nook, Henry, and Ella head into a, ca- a cave to do some uh, dragon slaying. Its snores echoes through the chamber as they approach, only to find a room full of treasure being guarded by a drunken fool. Seems the dragon migrated, uh, migrated, migrated weeks ago, leaving behind the villagers gold and silver and also plenty of wine. As Ella escorts the squatter out. Nook realizes Henry isn't his chipper self. 
he was looking forward to slaying a dragon. Uh, he doesn't just feel like he he doesn't feel like his life lives up to Cinderella or even the rest of his family. He hoped to find a ring with a great story to offer Ella. Nook offers to help or Nook offers to help. You would think mm-hmm. I could better do a better cold read, even though you know I read I wrote this thing. Um, <laughs> he, he knows a thing or two about rings. He wears more on one hand than Liberace could with three. Uh, it, I don't know if either of you know who Liberace is. I'm sure Margot does. You guys probably Who's don't. Margot? Margot. <laughs> Monica. There's an oh, M in there. There's an M. You know what I meant? Just, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness gracious. My head is, my, <laughs> my mouth is all over the place. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I'm just being I'm being stupid. I'm so being stupid. I heard the Margo comment, but I had no idea what he was talking about, so I didn't I, say I it. meant to talk. I meant to say Monica, but I said Margo because of like Margo Second on the play. show. Uh, yeah. Do we anyway. like? Do we have a hidden cast member who we don't know about? No, I mean, Margo. Uh, Robin's Robin. alter ego. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, so do we have? I alter, just look uh, now. Now I'm just, now I'm totally thrown <laughs> off. I'm not going to start totally over, so we'll just move on from there. Her name is Monica. I know this. I just introduced her at the top of the show. Well, then apparently you forgot at some point. Okay. In the height, Henry heads to Ronnie's looking for the proprietor who is busy elsewhere. Margot's working the bar, and when she recognizes him, she tells him how much she loves H-Town. He's just about to leave when he notices Nick brooding in the corner. He says he's lost a client last night, and Henry. Or he says he lost a client last night. Uh, <laughs> as Henry is looking he gets he gets a call. Apparently, Margot's not the only one who loves his podcast. Across town, Weavers and Rogers, Weavers, Weaver and Rogers investigate the fourth crime scene, where Ivy got away and can't find, and they can't find even a strand of hair. After coming up empty-handed, Rogers heads off to bring Tilly to her first day of work, but Weaver turns to leave and stops after something grabs his attention. Back at Ronnie's, Lucy and Kelly are in the basement cooking up a magic potion to cure Henry, and it smells yummy. But if Ronnie can't find the final ingredient to give it some oomph, it might as well be Campbell's soup, and they will have to stay cursed forever. At Jacinda's, Henry's come to tell her the good news. Siren Media loves his podcast so much they want him to stop doing it and produce other podcasts. Isn't that great? Problem is, if he takes the job, he'll be moving to New York. Rather than stop him, she tells him to take the offer. Henry hesitantly walks away from Jacinda, possibly for good. All right, so a few things. Um, I'm getting really tired of Henry uh, keep, you know, uh, hammering like, you know, uh, I'm nobody, you know, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't have my own story or whatnot. He's the author. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, like he is. He doesn't remember. I know, but like, no, no. When he said that, he did remember. Oh. Where, yeah. You know, when, when he said that he was not cursed Henry, he was Henry. And mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, yeah. he was, he was, you know, that's why he wanted to go on that mission with, or that's why he was trying to slay that dragon in the beginning of the episode. And he's like, Oh, uh, I, you know, Oh, woe is me. I'm not, I'm just nobody. I'm just some, some 
kid who wasn't born into, you know, in a magic land. I just happened to be able to create things from nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in, so, in, like, in a way, like in a way, he's just like his mom, how she was, because she kept doing that "woe is me" for several weeks and on end. Like I've never had this. I've never had. We we know, we know. <laughs> Jesus. Weeks? You mean like years, right? But I, but I, no, I, I kind of think I kind of think of it as like Henry's cursed persona. That's kind of how I see it. But like I said, this was all before he was a cur- before he was cursed, though. Well, but he acts like that now. Well, yeah, he acts like that now, and then we see later in flashbacks that he later did finally come to terms with who he is. But even then, he comes to terms with being mundane. But he's not mundane. <laughs> he's oh my the author. I wonder yeah. if he's been doing any authoring this whole time. Well, he wrote the book that the season is based oh, well, on. I, I meant the, 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 he, he may have the written a book. Magic world type. Right, right. Like, you know, losing his pupils, his pupils going, you know, like his uh, eyes going white and just, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, has he been doing that is the question. Yeah. <laughs> and if so, they don't show it. <laughs> um, there was a few of the things I did want to touch on. Um, uh, the whole Weaver Rumple, I don't know who to call him, what to call him, whatever. But like, okay, so when him and Rogers were talking in the parking garage and then he he turns to leave and like it's almost like something like catches his attention or as if it's calling to him or something because they don't even show what he sees. They don't show like where he's really even looking. Like I, I none of that made even any sense to me because it um, – you know, like I had to go back and watch that scene like three or four times. And even though I watched the show, you know, even the first or second time I watched it, I went back and watched it a few times and was like, wait a second, what's going on here? I don't understand. I don't quite. I, first of all, I didn't quite understand where it was taking place. At first, I thought, is this like uh, the parking garage of the police precinct? And then I realized, oh, this is supposed to be Belfry Towers where Ivy was attacked and they're looking for clues. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like I said, like when they, you know, they go to leave and like, how did he notice that book? I, I, I they, um, they, they, they didn't, they, they should have, I don't know. They didn't do it. I almost wanted to go back and watch the last episode and see if the attacker had, uh, Place the book there. Not place the book, but in the struggle with Ivy, the Mm. book, you know, you know, came out of his jacket and, you know, whatever, something along those lines. But I never got a chance to do so. Um, But yeah, any. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I would say like my idea is that as many uh, um, NCIS shows that I've seen and everything and um, everything that they try to portray as a serial killer would, a serial killer always kind of leaves things behind purposely because either they want to be found out or they just want to leave clues to make it a, you know, some type of game. Right. Or subconsciously Mm -hmm. they want to be found. Yes, I understand what you're saying. But mm-hmm. but we just we never we didn't see any of that. Just just like sure. we were complaining last up last week about how it felt like the whole Nick being Hansel thing felt like mm-hmm. no setup and all payoff. 
you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I kind of feel like the same thing is going on here. Like even in the same episode, we didn't even really see him find the clue. It just kind of just went to the next scene from there. And it kind of made no sense to me. Um, and then the last thing I did want to mention in this act, um, Siren Media. Um, okay. First of all, do you think someone like owns this? You know, someone that we know owns this. Um you know, is someone trying to persuade Henry to leave town? Uh, and I then, think it's just an Easter egg. Okay, um, but then either that or, or or really it could be who knows? I mean, and, and Siren can't be the name Siren can't be like a total coincidence. Like you know, the the legend of the Siren is like a you know the 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 song of the Siren would lure sailors away from their journey. And, you know, this job offer is luring uh, Henry away from his, you know, his story. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just that it probably could be that or, or, or it just may be an actual authentic offer. Who knows? I mean, they didn't really Monica's, touch upon it. Monica's probably right. It's probably the whole siren name and everything is probably just uh, a little Easter egg, you know, that they... But but just being, you know, names mean a lot in this show, you know, even yeah, alter ego names and whatnot. So I just found it like a, it was kind of cool siren and having that whole back, uh, you know, double entendre meaning kind of almost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, those are the points I had. Uh, Elizabeth, do you have anything to add before we uh, move on to Tony? I mean, for me, it's just a little... It's frustrating, but it is for any show to watch a couple or a could-be couple just, you know, fight the tension and fight the feelings that they have for each other. And I understand that it's TV and it's drama and you're trying to build so the audience keeps watching. But for this particular couple, we already know that they're technically married. They have a child. So all that tension, I don't understand what it's building to because... Mm -hmm. You know, see, you know, on normal television show, there's not a, an established relationship, but this time there is. So I don't understand what the buildup is for. And then this, the, the constant tension between Henry and Jacinda of like, oh, well, hey, I have this job. Should I go? Yeah, I go. You know, it's just like, it's just to me, it's a little ridiculous, I guess. It's just frustrating. That. Well, they're both stupid and naive. Yes. No, I wouldn't say naive. I would say more stubborn and and afraid to tell their feelings to each other. Definitely that part. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You're right. When I said naive, it's probably a little too far. But but yeah, definitely that you know, like neither of them are it's like they're afraid to really tell each other how they feel. Yeah. Um Okay, and then you had some points about the. Uh, you were wondering who this dragon might be. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I was just wondering. I mean, because there are several instances of dragons in this show. You know, with with the uh, drag. You know, Maleficent being in her dragon form, and then you know we have the dragon and. Uh, I'm thinking there was another dragon or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm not pretty sure what it was, but I was thinking maybe could this be the dragon that we all know since, you know, the, his very first showing or is this just, you know, just a whole completely different realm and this has nothing to do with any of the dragons we've seen, you know? I, I think this is I just... I wasn't sure. 
I think this is just some random dra- rando dragon. Mm-hmm. And I think if they cheaped out uh, on special effects by throwing some drunk guy in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there you go, Fred. There you go, Fred. <laughs> Fred, um, I have to drunk, you know, to sit here. Yeah, they're like, screw it. It's the last season. We're not spending the money on a dragon. Nah. <laughs> We're not going to pay Fred as much as we want to pay Fred. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, what else did you you want to bring? Anything else up, Tony? Yeah. Uh, so um, it just seems like the uh, blind, you know, the blind witch or this blind witch, whichever blind witch that affected, you know, this Gretel and Hansel mm-hmm. the most, you know, really did did a number on on him. You know, the um in in our Hansel and Gretel story in the original uh, Enchanted Forest, nothing like this happened. You know, it was an actual what it was they live happy ever after they escape blah 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 but this one seems a little bit more realistic and i actually like the difference between the two i mean it's different you know and also monica i agree with you he's very creepy very like he he he, he, he like he's getting the weird creepy eye i you know uh there run for its money each week you know, like a very creepy stare. I mean, um, also, um, it seems to me that lastly, um, this is, which is the last point, um, lastly, that the um, the the so-called tension between the two is kind of reminding me of how um, of how uh, season one almost ended with the uh, with you know uh, magic coming back and the curse being broken. It kind of reminded me of when. Uh, David was leaving for what was it Boston I think for for an apartment back in season one on how he was leaving um and uh the attention grew you know between him and snow and it's doing the same thing with with uh Jacinda and um Henry I'm thinking that it's kind of like a mirroring effect I mean I, you know it, it, it kind of reminds me of that for some reason I don't know why but yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of the season that har- har- harkens back to the first season, so that wouldn't be that wouldn't be surprising. Um, as far as you were mentioning about Hansel, uh, what was it I wanted to? Oh, uh, the blind witch. Uh, I really f- would have thought that you know, obviously, that Baker was the Hansel and Gretel witch with her allusions to uh, Ooh, uh, the, can- the candy and gingerbread and everything else, uh, you know, the first witch mm-hmm. that was killed. Um, but then at the same time, you know, uh, spoilers of, for next week, I don't know if how many of you guys saw the promo, but like uh-huh. the whole whole promo is about like Hansel slash Nick going after what the promo says is the one witch who like really did him wrong, and mm-hmm. uh, it's Zelina. Really, that is yeah. a, that is a different outlook. I would so have so like to see this realm's you know Hansel and Gretel story too. Right. So I don't know exactly you know how that all plays out. Obviously, we'll see next week, but you know, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of makes me feel bad that you know that 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 story of you know this season is starting to get really good, and you know for them to kind of revamp it and things like that is kind of sad that this is the only season for the new cast that they're getting. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mentioned before, I do wish that if they were going to come back like this, that they, I wish that they had at least committed to two seasons to let the show or reboot, you know, kind of 
you know, mm-hmm. catch mm-hmm. its foot, catch its uh, footing, you know, and okay. and let it, you know, uh, gain gain or retain an audience. But unfortunately, they they didn't. But you know, mm-hmm. hey, it's okay. you know, we're here till the end. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> Uh, Monica, did you have anything to add for me, Vaughn? Um, I, I thought it was cute that um, Nook was all protective over Tilly, and he's like, "I can't explain it." Mm-hmm. And we were like, "You don't have to." Yeah, yeah, I, like, trust uh-huh. me. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like I like that little exchange, you know. And, and I think we mentioned it last week. I'm really that's one of my favorite. Uh, parts of this of this season right now is the like the camaraderie that's grown between uh between rogers and weaver mm-hmm. yeah true i enjoy it yeah and bobby i liked your theory that the book was in that um locked room oh yeah with uh yeah yeah get with the uh, bikes or whatever that I were was there wondering where the book came from yeah, I don't I don't understand it. Like it just like it. And like I said, he didn't even like he was walking away and then he just like he just like stopped in his tracks and turned around and was like, you know, what's that? And it was like, what's what? I, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I like I said, I just wish that they had done a better job of conveying what was going on there, because I really don't feel like they did a job at all of conveying what was going on there. No, um, no, it's <laughs> Yeah, there's possibly like there's a bit of trimming that went on that really, you know I don't know. I, I, I like I said, I had watched it and they finally like you know showed him with the book. You know, if I if they hadn't had that scene with him and Henry with the book it, here that we'll talk about in the moment, that then I wouldn't have even known what they were talking about or what what that scene trying to allude to. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel though that it is sad that Bill had to grow old and die for Rumple to become a better man, and 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 for him to he feels like he's honoring her. In his well, well, good behavior now, and he seems to care more about other people now, mm-hmm. and it's not just all focus on Bell. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of sad the way it had to go down for him to become a better person. Well, Bell made him a better person, and in those years that he was mm-hmm. with away with, with with her, you know, he was that better person. Yeah, he lied to her constantly, put her under a lot of sleeping curses and spells. And, no, I'm talking and, about the last. However many years that they okay. were. You uh, mean that one episode? Well, okay. that one episode that was an eternity. I mean, yeah. Come on, <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> it wasn't like it was a, a day. <laughs> right. Like it wasn't a day that it all happened. I mean, like, here you go, spilling some haterade off now. <laughs> like, I'll totally, I totally agree with you that, like, you know, yes, you know, for years, Rumpel was not a great person. But you know, and it totally sucks that you know that Bell can't be with the man that he is now. But in a way, she was because for years, you know, until she died on that mountaintop in the sunset, she was you know with that better person. He died, you know, she she died in his arms as he was that better person. I really wish she would have been a part of this season too, you know, t- to see this good person. But then well, again, they would, have, they would have had to give her a different 
curse persona or something like that. And she, uh, yeah, I don't think Lacey would have done well here. Um, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> or maybe Not too well, or maybe too well. Um, I, I, I think she would have brought him back down to the opposite. Right, right, right. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> uh, we do know that she will be seeing him as the man she is, as he is now, because we know that she'll be making a. Then, then we get that Emil uh, will be coming back in the last episodes or whatever. You say Emil? Yeah. It's not her name, Emily or Emi- Emily. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's Emily, but I heard Emil. I know. I, Emily I, My mouth is not working tonight. I thought we'd established that when I called Monica Margo. It is totally okay. <laughs> All right. So what, I can't call each time you do it? Is that what you're telling me? You're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious, honestly. <laughs> uh, uh, where, where are we? Uh, if anyone has any, if no one else has anything to add, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next act. Okay, I, I'm going to take silence as nothing else to add. I have uh, nothing. Henry heads home to get ready for his trip. As he starts to pack, he comes across a piece of glass that resembles part of a slipper when he hears a knock at the door. He runs to the door, hoping to find Jacinda, telling him he's made a terrible, making a terrible mistake, but instead finds Weaver. He's found something at the parking garage that makes him think Henry can help him with the candy killer case. Weaver hands, whoops, Weaver hands him a copy of his book. Henry opens it up to find it littered with scrambled notes. Flashback to the realms. Nook means to help Henry find his story and his ring. They head to a pub where Nook reveals he has the map to one of the greatest treasures in the lands, Davy Jones's locker. And it is the ring of his pirate bride. Unfortunately, Smee isn't no longer in control of the Jelly Roger. That honor goes to Blackbeard. If Henry wants to find his ring, they will have to sneak aboard and take back the Roger. In Seattle, Rogers brings Tilly to her first day of work at the Roland Bayou food truck, and it's hard to tell which one is more nervous. But no need. Sabine assures them Tilly will do great. Back at Ronnie's, Kelly sends Lucy home while they wait for Ronnie to return. Margot begins to give her mom the third degree about why everything's changed so much since she left, but Kelly can't offer any answers. Margot says the reason she left in the first place was all the secrets. She tells her mom that she should have never came back before storming off. Elsewhere, Weaver feels the need to bring Henry back to his creepy evidence room before telling him the killer thinks his stories are real. He wants Henry to look over the book and see if he can find the connection. Flashback to the Jolly Roger. Henry and Nook emerge from some very smelly barrels. They stealth their way across the deck and are just about to attack a member of the crew when we see that it's Smee. He apologizes for letting Blackbeard get the Roger. Smee tells him that he might still have a few loyalists on board. Maybe. But that will change once they see that uh, Hook, Hook has Davy Jones's map. With that, the crew comes out with swords drawn and Blackbeard, Blackbeard takes the map before having them tie up Henry Hook and Hook and Smee. Uh, flashback to Seattle. Tilly's not doing so great with Bignet production. Sabine gives her a tray of samples and hope that she's better with sales. Jacinda shows up to tell her about Henry's big move. Sabine tells her she needs to tell Henry how she feels before he leaves. Back in Weaver's creepy room, Henry pours over the scribblings of a madman and, and is obviously upset. He can't believe his story is being twisted by someone to commit murder. 
Weaver tells him he's the only one who can stop it. He grows angry as if he's being blamed. He decides he's decides he's had enough and he's heading to New York. Weaver stops him by telling him that that's not what the Henry Mills he read about in his book would do. Henry says he's right. He wrote himself into the stories to give himself hope. Suddenly, Henry has a realization. The killer doesn't just think the stories are real. They think they're actually part of the story. He just has to figure out who. Um, okay, so just as an aside, why did they have to go back to Weaver's creepy room for, for Henry to sit down and read the book? Why couldn't they just sit down on Henry's couch and, and you know... Because you know, the book was at his office. No, Henry, he showed him the book. <laughs> he, he, but, was at, he was at uh, Henry's apartment and mm-hmm. he handed Henry the book and Henry opened it up and saw all the scribblings. And then I was like, okay, now let's go downtown so you can read this book. And Henry's, like, Henry, and Henry's like, but I've got a comfortable couch sitting right beside me. There's some wine in the fridge. I can sit right here. We're good. Honestly, there were more. There was much more evidence at the precinct and for understanding. So, so Henry could walk, look around and say, yeah, this. so this place is creepy. Yes, of course. <laughs> and there is more evidence. We that have another sense. set. We have to make use of it. Well, uh, right, to me, yes. honestly, it's <laughs> like it, it's uh, what was the place that started, Brooke? That uh, where it's like kept everything? The pawn shop. Yeah, to, shop. Me it's just a, to me, it's just a representation of the pawn shop. Oh, it's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a, yeah. it's a place. It's the place where Weaver keeps all the evidence that he's found about all these st- storybook uh, characters yeah. and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. but regardless, that's not, you know, I just don't understand why you know they had to make a trip across town for for him to re- read the book. I think you know, it's just down the street. <laughs> I have a theory. Like here, like, let's go down the street. All right, Monica's got a theory. Let's hear it. Uh, when I was watching the episode, I kept going back to why is Rumpel doing this? He could read the book himself. He knows these things are real. But I think he's trying to wake Henry up by jogging his memory. So by bringing him into the evidence room, he sees the marionette and you know who who knows what okay. else he noticed. Okay. Um, Suddenly, the trip makes sense. um, No, that makes sense. Yeah. The question I have is that if Henry does wake up, but the curse is still in effect, does that mean he's not dying from the poison until they break the curse? As long as he's not dead. As long as. As long as he stays far away from Jacinda. Uh The heart is fine. Yeah. The moment that they get close, same thing for Hook or Nook. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to solve to resolve that too, because as of right now, they're only worried about Henry. Tilly and yeah, Mm -hmm. Tilly and and, uh, Nook are you know living together, which is they've never been able to do outside Mm -hmm. of the tower. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that the only way that it's going to be resolved is if you kill the person who who cursed, you know, the curses. Well, Eloise, kill Mother Gothel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was no, just okay, kill that. I can handle kill, that. Kill that bad you know. word. Kill, the, kill that bad word. Just, <laughs> could you say yeah. technically she's the one who cursed Henry? Technically, mm-hmm. because it had it had to be. Because well, I, I mean I thought it was, with, I thought it was it, Ivy. Yeah, but she was working with Gothel to do it. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm I thought saying, I need the potion, right? Or 
What? Monica's that. shaking her head. It was Regina. Because remember, they all oh, came yes. into that meeting. You're right. And yes. that's what they thought it was going to be Mother Gothel or Ivy. And they're like, no, you're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, you're going to do it because if, he, if you don't, then he's going to die. Yes, you're right. You're exactly right, Monica. Thank you. Yeah, so but his that's, heart was, was already poisoned before, the, before they got to the ritual. Okay, so I see what you're yeah. saying. So Tony, she but, cast the curse to save Henry. Right, yeah. but, but we're saying, but I guess what we're saying, what but what Tony was saying is whoever poisoned his heart would have to die in order for that. Uh, uh, for order for that well, part of the curse. Well, to, we can't really kill Ivy because she's gone, so that just leaves Mother Gothel then. Right, and that's what, what I'm saying is, is, I would is never she. Right. right. <laughs> well, well, no. To be honest, I think we're all okay can, with this act of murder. Yeah, exactly. We are so okay with that. But I mean, like, to okay, there are already two cures that are in place. One to, um, you know, to uh, Mother Gothel because of the way that um, you know Alice's heart is set up right now, and also you got the potion that is to you know that is to solve Henry's problem with his poison heart, or maybe of how big it looked, it could have helped them both. So, hey, guess what? There maybe doesn't have to be any murder. Well, I think they already have the magic to break the curse. They're just looking for a way to unpoison his heart before they break the curse. And also what I think um, the last ingredient, I think that the last ingredient is what Sandy gave Regina. She's just probably, you know, just taking the long way, you know. Well, see, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the mat. No, what I'm thinking, Tony, is the the magic that Sandy gave her. That is what they're using to break the curse. But at the, mm-hmm. but at that point, they still have to unpoison Henry's heart for mm-hmm. for them to be together. So that's what Lucy and uh, Kelly are working on in the basement. Okay, I agree. Hi. What if, I don't know if this is out of left field or anything, but um, what if Alice slash Tilly, because we think she's probably the guardian, um, mm-hmm. and who else would be at this point? Um, if she, What if she comes into her guardian powers or whatever, however that works, and then she's able to somehow save Henry? I mean, that would that would be an alternate way to save Henry, too. I think that's probably going to be the, the MacGuffin... Uh, slap fix at the end. Probably, that's know, probably, when you say MacGuffin, I really don't know what that's a reference to. You said it before, but I don't know it. Uh, uh, I, I believe Hitchcock. Uh, if 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 he didn't invent the term, he popularized it. It's just a filmmaking thing of like you know, um, you know if if some it, it usually it refers to like if someone is looking for something, you know, like you know. It's a MacGuffin. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's a MacGuffin. Magically fixes it all. Yeah, right. yeah. She, she, she's going to be definitely the loophole to it. Yeah. Like, you know, you, it's just it's just like it's just one of those things where it doesn't matter what it is. It's just what the writers need at the moment. Mm-hmm. OK, MacGuffin, you know. Okay, thanks for saying that. No, you're fine, and 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 I'm using it kind of very loosely as to you know, um, mm-hmm. if you really talk about what it really means, it's usually like what the characters are after in like the third act of a story, you know, mm-hmm. and you know they're after the key. Well, what's the key? You know, it, it you write around that, but really it doesn't matter. It's the MacGuffin because in the mm-hmm. end it doesn't. You know, it, it's 
that's what the term means. Um, but anyway, but basically I was just saying that more than likely at the end, yes, Tilly will more than likely be the guardian and and her magic will fix everything that happens and everyone will have a happy ending. And mm-hmm. um spoiler alert, yeah. Gretel's alive, she's the guardian. Oh god. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I really don't see that happening. But, uh, Stranger Things, right? Stranger Things. Stranger uh, Things. I didn't even. Um, uh, okay, so. It, <laughs> or maybe, uh, or maybe get this spoiler alert. It's Ivy. That's the reason uh, why she's, she comes back. <laughs> that would be a real uh, Deus Ex Machina if she just. I'm pretty sure coming. she's not coming back because everything I've read has said that she's not going to be there for the end of the season. I don't think so either. But but I was oh, just kind of go flow of what Tony was saying there that like if that were to happen, that would truly be a just total out of left field Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. You know where it'll did be, that go? Be, it like it'll be definitely like. WTF? Right, right, right. She's the guardian? Dot, 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 question? Does anyone have anything to... uh, Tony, you... Looks like you had some questions about this act. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, um, always, always happy to see Blackbeard in any kind of different rendition. Uh, Mm -hmm. But question, which rendition is this? Which Blackbeard is this? Because he actually seems, like, cooperable with... Well, I think what you're talking about is in a later scene. Mm-hmm. Well, um, no, well, no, beforehand because yeah, it was the all whole planned. Thing, yeah, the whole thing was planned, but um, but that's a later scene we're talking about, right? We are, but in hindsight, it was all planned. Yeah, yeah. no, no, even in the bar. Like, um, I mean, I have comments for it. I'm just waiting. No, no, no. I but uh, but basically, what he's asking though is is which. Blackbeard is this the mm-hmm. same question we ask every week when they bring a character on that we've seen before yeah which one is this and, mm-hmm. that, and so like it's like okay hold on a second so for a second wait a second the Blackbeard we saw before was that the uh, the actual hooks Blackbeard or was that the wish hooks Blackbeard what right. do you mean which one before before when uh they were both in Neverland yeah Blackbeard's been on the show before no, 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 I'm talking about. Do you mean like before this particular episode? Yeah, when we yeah. like, I believe Blackbeard like didn't he, wasn't he killed off before? Yeah, yeah, but yes, I believe the other one was killed off because at the time I remember being a little upset that we weren't going to be able to see more of the character. Mm-hmm. I'm really thinking this is like a wish Blackbeard only because of what later scenes reveal. I'm well, thinking it, it, I'm thinking that is just an easier explanation to me because the real hook and the real Blackbeard would never get along. No, no, no. To me, mm-hmm. yes, it has to be one of two options. Wish Blackbeard or other realm Blackbeard, but it can't be other realm Blackbeard because all of the other realm characters are not the you know wish realm is like the exact opposite is or, mm-hmm. or parallel rather not even opposite it's, i'm hearing a weird static do you guys hear a static no wait not, not right now no, right that, was weird. that was weird i heard it and then it stopped okay never mind. i don't know we have a poltergeist there it's fred, <laughs> it's um, fred. <laughs> i i um don't remember what i was saying sorry 
Sorry. Oh, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. I was probably getting long-winded anyway. Um, it, it, it didn't oh, sound like it. Uh, no, Blackbeard. Like you can't be the other realm Blackbeard because because all the other realm Blackbeards are different, or other realm characters are different people. Uh-huh. You know, Jacinda is not the Cinderella we've met before. Uh, you know, and so on and so forth. Tilly's not the Alice. You know, um, so yeah. S- I, I, side side note: I would have definitely enjoyed this Alice as Alice in Alice in Wonderland. But then what doesn't make sense is what I've said before is like they seem to almost use the wish realm and this other realm interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Maybe, the, it, maybe, maybe the wish realm. As if they exist on the same plane. Yeah. Or maybe that they're so close that they can do that. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I just none of it makes any sense anymore. And with only six or seven episodes to go, why like, are we beating ourselves up anymore about whether right. it does or not? Right. Um, <laughs> in, 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 in hindsight, in hindsight, it kind of sounds like the witch realm is its own natural realm. It was just needed to be created, and maybe it was the next realm that was next door to this new realm. I'm okay. just gonna put it like that because it makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tony, uh, as far as far as I don't know if you have anything else to add, it looks like we've already touched upon most of your notes here. Possibly did, yeah. And, yeah, and the just through, just just through conversation and whatnot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah Monica, did you have anything else to add before we move on? Um, I, I love the scene where Zelina just wants her daughter back when she's talking with, with Lucy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And just how Nook is being so fatherly. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, we touched on everything else I had. Okay, great, great. I just wanted to make sure. And uh, I, loved, I loved it. I loved it. The fatherly uh, scene. It was, mm-hmm. it was sweet. Yeah, was I, I, nice. I, I think it's great that uh, Tilly and... and you know, cursed. You know, that they finally get to be together, yeah. Even though they don't realize it, you know. Deep down, you can see that they both, you know, feel they're in the right place. I think it's just because of that white elephant that um that uh no never mind my bad never mind <laughs> Nook gave that white elephant to Jacinda my bad yep. uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that was I I thought that that you know was playing you know in, in into effect that that they may be cursed but the relationship is still there but that mm-hmm. but that was just them getting to know each other and then to you know. And then noticing that there is somewhat of an age difference between them. So why not be, you know, a young adult and having a, a older person in your life that's either a mother figure or a father figure or big brother or big sister, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I liked it. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, you've been kind of quiet, just making sure you didn't have anything to add before we move on. I'm good. I'm ready to move on. All right. In the other realm, Henry, Smee, and Nook remain tied up as Blackbeard hauls aboard Davy Jones's chest. Luckily for them, Nook remembered a pesky nail that never got fixed and is able to cut them loose. He lands Henry a blade, or he hands Henry a blade, and he easily fights his way to Blackbird. Maybe a bit too easily. Nook, it seems, it looks like Nick uh, put them all up to it in order to help Henry with his confidence. As Henry complains, a huge storm suddenly forms around the ship. It's all hands on deck as they attempt to sail through the carnage. Flash forward as Henry continues to scour the book for clues. 
Rogers returns just as Henry starts making connections. It looks like the killer took a particular interest in the story of Hansel and Gretel. They've made corrections to Henry's story. The story, uh, the clue seems to point to Hansel out for revenge against his sister's killer and lots of mentions of scars. Now that he's helping, he can catch his flight. Meanwhile, Tilly continues to shell food truck samples once she runs into Margot. Tilly thanks her for helping her out of her bad place. Margot says she's in one of those places right now with her mom. They sit and talk. Tilly offers some pretty spot-on advice as Margot enjoys her heart-shaped beignet. Across town, Henry checks his phone before getting in his car. He's heading to the airport when he gets a flat... Uh, I'm sorry when he gets a flat under the toll bridge. He pulls over to inspect and finds what looks like a glass heel embedded in his tire. Flashback to the Jolly Roger. Henry and Nook can't seem to steer her clear of the whirlpool. It's as if it's following them. Henry realizes that it must be magic. Davy Jones wants his ring back. He has Nook steer the ship toward the whirlpool. Henry climbs the bow of the ship and throws the ring... Uh, once it's returned, the storm clears just as su- suddenly as it had appeared. Flash forward to the troll bridge. Henry attempts to fix his flat when Nick pulls up to save the day. Henry tells him the, fa- the fates must not want him to go to New York. Nick offers to give him a lift, which Henry accepts, but he's decided not to go to the airport. All these signs made him realize he wants to just, just tell Jacinda how he feels. Ominous music plays as they drive off. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> wide eyes. Uh, yeah, he's not wide eyed yet, though. He, it, I, I think <laughs> at this point, I think at this point, he actually was just trying to give his friend a lift. I don't no, think he was. Oh, he no. had no intentions. No, listen, listen. Intentions from start. Listen, no, 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 no. I, I really do think that he, you know, I really, he was just gonna give Henry a lift to either the airport or Jacinda's or wherever because mm-hmm. he has nothing against just uh, against Henry. He's been friends with Henry, you know, mm. especially if he has his memory. He he, you know, he spent years with Henry as a friend, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I think at this point. He was gonna let Henry live. It wasn't until it wasn't until stop. It wasn't until Henry started talking about like you know all the clues and Hansel and all this other stuff. That's when he started getting all wide eyed and and hugging the steering wheel and and <laughs> and that's when he was like, oh, this, this guy's gotta die. Or, or if at least not die, because even at the end of the episode, he says, "Like um, undecided." Yeah, undecided. Yeah, uh, you know, if he, you know, uh, you, you ain't gotta die, but you ain't gonna go see Jacinda. What, what, what was that? I'm trying not to look at Tony's screen. He's being creepy. Um, no, but seriously though, I I really do think that it it wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think that at this point he, you know, was, it, there was any mal in, uh, malicious intentions. I think he was just offering a friend a ride. You can shake your head all you want. <laughs> he's a serial killer. No, but he's a serial killer against witches. He, he wanted Henry out of the way because he probably knew his history. 
but but yeah, he does know his history. He's known his history. How can he not? Time. He read the book. Yeah, he's known his history this whole time, and he hasn't touched him. The only reason he picked up Henry at this point is because of what Henry said. And even at this point, he hasn't heard him. In his own words, it's undecided. Because he's not out. He's he's yeah, he's a serial killer as long as you're a witch. But other than that, he, you know, you're good. There's no witch or wizard that didn't go bad who wasn't in Slytherin. But but anyway, like, uh, I'll be going uh, on a Harry Potter a while <laughs> At this point, it's all moot anyway because you know it doesn't matter if he did if he had uh, you know malicious intents at that point or not because we're at where we're at. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there that I really didn't think that I think that he was just offering a ride to a friend. I, I do think both sides of the argument. I do think I do think he sees Henry as a friend, or has seen Henry as a friend. Um, it's just lying and wait. All right. Well, whatever. Lying and wait. Bobby, you go to that side. Tell you go to that side. When I say go. You fight it out. No. I don't have anything else to add, I don't think. Uh, so, Elizabeth, it actually looks like you wrote something in here this time. Yes, yes, I did. I just, I was typing as you were talking. <laughs> um, okay, I have a couple comments about these uh, different scenes here. Um, so, the the whole getting Davy Jones treasure thing, I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean enough to know that should have been a way harder to do just to just what did they cast the net and just bring it up like it should have been way harder and we didn't see any of like trying to get the treasure i'm just like that is such it's it was fred weird... fred <laughs> it was not i mean getting rid of the treasure seems to be the hard part apparently that's just like that's crap okay anyways um and also um i just I was kind of disappointed in Nook just to fake this whole thing. I mean, on the one hand, it's cool, I guess, that he had some kind of deal with Blackbeard and they have, they're clearly different in this realm or whatever you want to call it than our Hook and our Blackbeard, I'll call it, you know, who would never work together. So I, I don't know what their deal was because they didn't say, but I'm curious to know what would have convinced Blackbeard to work with him. But, you know, I just was kind of disappointed that he kind of, like, tricked Henry like that. But, you know, Henry said everything that I pretty – I just agree with how Henry put it to Nook. So um, – and then also I enjoyed the uh, conversation with um, Margot and Tilly. Um, and, and, and I think Tilly's advice, honestly, I've never really – like, when I get into an argument with, like, my mom or something, I'm like, oh, that's her point of view. <laughs> like, I never thought about it before. You know, I just usually think about how I'm feeling. So it's kind of, like, a nice thing to hear, and maybe I'll remember that in years to come when I'm fighting with my mother. <laughs> and that's nice to, to see that a show can do that, too. Just, like, yeah. a, a, just a, a small scene like that can make you think about, you know – your everyday interactions and make you yeah yeah that's very and I uh, chose to do that I love again it. something I feel like I've mentioned before and we've probably all mentioned before I don't remember seeing these actresses in other places but I am loving the relationship between uh, uh, Robin Tilly uh, Alice uh, Margot thank you 
mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> thank you, Monica. Uh, ironically, um, uh, the, yes, I, I, I just love the chemistry between the two actresses um, in both personas. That um, the, they do. It's just a shame that we don't get to see more of it. You know, being mm-hmm. again, that we how we've discussed this will be. You know, they this is it. Going for, yeah, but I, I feel like they have more chemistry than than most people have had on the show. Yeah. I actually, I actually saw the actress who plays Robin in a movie that I just saw in the movie theater so like a week or so ago. It's oh, yeah? this movie called Midnight Sun. Okay. Um, it's it's about a girl that can't be in the sun. And it's a, it's a, not a, I don't know if it's a disease or whatever, but she, she would die if she was exposed to the sun. Spoiler. Anyway, she's so, a person who plays that, you know, no, no, she, the, the actress who plays Robin is, it's a very, it's much of a smaller role in the movie. But the reason, the only reason I brought it up was because it was like, I saw her on the screen. I immediately recognized her and I started to poke my boyfriend going, wait, that's Robin. That's Robin. <laughs> and he's like, what, who? And I'm like, that's Robin from once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> Tilly cool. and Alice are very similar, but um, I love the dichotomy of Robin and Margot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they, they, you know, she there's definitely differences between the characters. You know, as far as you know, Margot's a bit more bookwormish and whatnot, and uh, so I just both actresses. I, I just you know, and hands down, you know. As far as definitely new characters and new storylines, I think those two are are my favorite of what's been going on this season. Yeah, this I is one never, good couple that they did right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never got to comment. I don't think I was in the episode or podcast episode, but the uh, when Robin saves Alice's life outside the troll bridge, just that the episode where they're like picking each other's book and it's like their favorite book. Mm-hmm. I thought right. that was so cute. And I never right. had to say anything about that, but the, that was really, really cute. Like, oh, yes, I was wondering why it's my favorite story. That was just adorable. Yeah. And they give them plenty of, of sides like that, like tonight with the heart shaping yay. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. yeah, just like, you know, it, they're, they're just. Put, keep putting these little breadcrumbs, if you will, of exactly that was great. That was perfect. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. Okay. Good job. Good job. That was so proud of you, Bobby. <laughs> um, cool. <laughs> uh, sorry, where were we? Um, Tony, did you have anything to add? So here is my Fred tangent from earlier that I was talking about. So let's Yay. get so let's get right to it. I'm gonna be first spinning some haterade on Fred tonight. My first point of Fred, Fred screwed up. That ring, you could have done a heck of a lot better because if you ask me, it looks like something that was in a plastic and cheap condition that you get out of those 25 cent um, cup things and, and they're going to call this, oh yeah, this is the sapphire ring from Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's worth a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool, it's cool. Yeah, Fred, Fred, no. No, Fred. No. <laughs> that ring looked too cheapish. And then you wanted to put it in the script that Henry wanted to give it to Jacinda. No. no. I would have been like, 
heck is this? It was <laughs> flat. There was nothing in there. <laughs> so that is no way. No way it was way better. I okay. hated it. <laughs> it was terrible. But um, <laughs> but also uh, I had I had an epiphany moment that this is finally you know a different Hansel and Gretel. I've always thought that this was the Hansel and Gretel that we've always known. So well, what made you think that though? I mean, we've been dealing this whole <laughs> season with characters that aren't we aren't familiar with. True. Uh, what made me think about it was it's just because when they finally revealed Gretel, mm-hmm. I, from then I always thought that oh yeah, so this is Hansel and Gretel growing up. Oh, too bad she lost your sister. <laughs> Rest in peace. But then, you know, after figuring it out, it's like, oh, okay. So I had a, I had a moment, you know, okay. I had, a, I had a moment. And then also, I think, I think really, really, really hard that Rumpel was trying to, um, to, uh, to uh, spit some good wisdom to his grandson. But his grandson is just too, too sleep and too cursed to listen. Yeah, I did like I did like the moments between uh, Rumple or Gold Weaver, what whatever, um, and and Henry, and and what you were saying where like there was that whole other you know yeah Weaver was talking to Henry, but really it was you know Rumple like like you could see like him be like shocked and taken aback when Rump when Henry said he was moving to New York. Like he had mm-hmm. to take a second and be, you know, like he was upset that his, you know, Henry's his family, mm-hmm. you know. I never treated him much like family, but okay, sure. Okay. Again, you you are judging Rumpel <laughs> by. Oh come on! It's six seasons of Rumpel being a crappy character. Do Ruff. not get do not sit on your soapbox and tell me in one episode that his whole life lashing before with Belle is supposed to make a damn bit of difference. It, it, because it says it wasn't a day to us. It was a day to them. I mean, it was the rest of a lifetime. Life. I understand. I understand that. But the six years that I spent with Rumble still matter to me. I'm sorry if it doesn't matter to you anymore, Bobby. But it matters I'm to me. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that people can obviously change. Definitely, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It was more than a day. You know, like there were those few times when he was nice to Henry. You know, when he bought him that hot dog. And all that time that he's living his life with Belle, Henry's never part of that picture. No, so he wasn't. He was, he was raising his time. other son, and he was with Belle, and that's okay. But from my history, you've seen Rumpel react, uh, act, most of his interactions with Henry, they're not always that great or positive. I mean, there's that one point in which, which hurts. Where Henry's like, hey, I need you to help me rescue the family. He's like, uh, you're on your own. I'm going to help my wife. I'll never forget that. Look, there's been plenty of times where he's tried to kill his grandson. Yeah. Like when he was swinging on the swing and he was right. like, right. like hmm, I wonder oh if I just, I like, like, I wonder if I just twist my cane and just watch as the rope just mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. just unravel. And he's like, oh, all had you know, those- I, had to, I had to wake up, almost kill my grandson. But we've all had those moments. You've never been pushing your kid on the swing and just wondered, you know, like, I Probably not. You know, there was just some, some things where you just were like, I guess uh, I'm not perfect. 
I guess I'm not perfect. No, no. You know what? I I agree because my dog is like <laughs> it's like my son, and sometimes my son kind of just. <sighs> no, but seriously, <laughs> <my though>. <laughs> I. But yes, I agree. <laughs> The yes, quality comes out of Tony. You have plenty of you, you have plenty Ooh. of valid points, Elizabeth. I just I um. Can I play what? Uh, valid points about. Oh, thank you. I can't uh, hear you. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, I had to think about it for a second. I was like, wait a second. Did I say something wrong again? Not not even. And then then also, I love the second. Apparently, I'm not the only one. Um, Okay, so I think we're good there, Uh, Monica. Do you have anything to add before we go on to the next act? Um, I love how the the flat tire, the troll bridge, was kind of a a callback to the city limits back in season one. Mm-hmm. Yes, without no, definitely without the sign that says you're now leaving Hyperion uh, yeah. Heights. I love right. that too. I loved it. Like it was perfect. Oh. It's like the troll was like, "No, stop! You are not yeah. going any further." Yeah, fate, fate <laughs> you shall definitely. not pass. You, you <laughs> shall not pass. Yeah, Henry Mills, you will not pass. Yeah. And I what did it. that look like? Uh, the like the heel, I guess, in that last part. Uh-huh. And then yeah, I guess he but, found, like the 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 toe of it in the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. like that. It's like it's like the shoe is scattered throughout the city, and and anytime he tries to do something or he finds it, I'm betting that he's just going to find different parts to it until he finds it all, and then all of a sudden it'll magically just you know. That, yeah, that, that's I just, a, that's, I just that's, thought of an episode title title for Bill: The Passions of Rumple. The episode title. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just throw that in so Bill can hear it. Maybe he'll take the. I don't know. Maybe, never mind. <laughs> um, ah, there was something else I was just about to say. I can't remember what it was now. Sorry, I can't oh, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, ah, just darn it. I hadn't wrote it down. I was just, it was just, you know, spitting off of what you guys were saying. But apparently, uh, if it comes. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like the fates were leaving him. Uh, leave. Oh, the the little the the toe of the slip or whatever is that something that Lucy gave him or something, or was that just something he randomly found in his apartment? No, I remember that's when he was looking for Jacinda in the woods, like I think in the second episode of the season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and he like didn't he find that piece in the woods? Like she left that for him or no? Wait, no, she no, left the whole shoe. She left the whole shoe. Belfry was digging up the uh, the garden, mm-hmm. and Lucy jumped in the hole. Right, that's what I found that Right, wow. so, so Lucy gave it to him or? Yeah, well, they were together. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I, I had a feeling that it was something we had seen before. I, I just wasn't sure. Um, and then, of course, we saw, um, you know, the heel. The heel just came out of nowhere. Yeah, um, I think I, th- I think the heel just kind of was like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and wait and wait. <gasps> there he is. Okay, puncture. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the troll bridge. I think the troll bridge is one of my favorite features of this season as well. Mm-hmm. That's love why I loved the episode a few weeks ago when we got to like actually meet the troll. You know, that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. Uh, if anyone else, had, if no one else has anything to add, I think we'll move yeah. on. To the Tony, to, to what you were saying earlier about Nick's intentions. Oh, that line. Um, 
great. Hop in. Let's go get everything you deserve. Yeah, but I st- <laughs> I still feel that the you know no I still feel at it that point like a double meaning. Yeah, exactly. I still feel at that point that that you know he didn't realize that Henry had any idea what was going on, and he was just gonna bring Henry to the airport or to Descendants or whatever. It's left a little ominous, you know. It could have gone yeah. away from how many they were trying to do with his character at that point is make everything. It was the music that made me think the way I'm thinking. It honestly is the music and the simple gesture that it's like, duh, duh, duh. oh no, Henry's <laughs> getting in the car with the murderer. Right, I'm like Henry. Don't you dare get in that car. Don't you? Don't do it. And then he goes into the car. It's like. He didn't listen. He can't hear us through the screen. Why can't he hear us? Right. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) went into the car. (laughs) Face palm. (laughs) Flashback to the realms. Henry brings Ella to a beautiful mundane place. There have been no battles here. It's not magical. It's the one place in all the realm that nothing epic has ever happened. And he's chosen this very spot to build a life with Ella. She can't say yes quick enough. Flash forward to the food truck. Sabine tells Roger how well Tilly's first date went. Looks like she'll work out after all. Uh, elsewhere, as Nick heads to Jacinda's, Henry tells him about working on the candy killer case with Weaver. Nick begins to tense up as Henry mentions Hansel and the other connections. When Nick reaches for his keys, Henry notices scars on his arms. He begins to put two and two together, but it's too late. Henry tries to make a run for it when Nick shoves a syringe in his back and he passes out. Meanwhile, Jacinda finally decides to call Henry when Lucy comes home and interrupts her. She apologizes to her mom for getting in the way of her and Henry. Jacinda tells her about the job offer, and Lucy tells her if he doesn't, if she doesn't call Henry now, she'll feel guilty for keeping them apart. But when she calls, there's no answer. It seems he's a bit tied up at the moment. At Nick's apartment, the phone rings. He swipes to it, and he swipes to ignore. Henry comes to and tries to reason with Nick. But he will only answer to Hansel, and he's a man on a mission. He leaves Henry tied up, grabs a box of chocolates, and heads out the door. Later, Kelly walks in as Margot polishes glasses at Ronnie's. Margot apologizes and says she will wait till her mom is ready to open up. She just She's just worried that Kelly's in some sort of trouble. Kelly assures her daughter that she's fine, but she was right. She misses Chad and wishes that she could make it right with him. To which Margot says she's found some chocolates outside with her mom's name on it. They have to be from Chad, right? (laughs) 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 Kelly, uh, Zelina, or whatever you want to call her, seemed a little... uh, Kelly West. (laughs) (laughs) Is that her last name? Yes, the um, the um, the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the label on the uh, chocolate. They finally revealed her last name without without even saying it. But of I course, it'll be West, and it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, sense. now at this point, I'm wondering like what Ronnie's last name is and everything like that. You know, because it's probably not Mills anymore. No, it's uh, it's probably Henry's Ronnie. Last name is Mills. It's probably Ronnie. Well, no, they wouldn't say West. That wouldn't. That would make too much oh. sense. I don't know. I don't know. 
But I like Ronnie East. What about Ronnie East? That'd be great. Yeah, yeah but she's not one of those. Oh, wait, I guess it would have to be West, wouldn't be, wouldn't it? It'll have to be East because um, Kelly is West. No, but what I'm saying is they're sisters. They're sisters. Mm-hmm. So, so Ronnie West. I mean, yeah, it would have to be Sisters in the Curse, though. Yeah, they are. That, they that's are sisters the in the thing. Curse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ronnie is Margot's aunt. Yeah, they're sisters. Well, they never. She never calls her Aunt Ronnie or anything. Yeah, they did. No. She did. did? She? Yeah, they said that Ronnie's the cool aunt. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no that was Regina. Regina. Huh? That's cool, Regina. Regina. Yeah, that they were. They, yeah. they, they said that, that Kelly, the curse. The Kelly called Ronnie the cool aunt. That's why Margot went away because Kelly was restricting. And oh wait, was that the? No, no, that was the cool. That was the. the it's confusing, you guys, because there were so many parallels in that episode between what was going on with Kelly and Regina. That was all Regina. Kelly and Ronnie, and what was going on with Zelina, and you know, like. That you know how the curse parallels itself, you know, parallels kind of like, you know, uh, enhances the things that are and the problems that are happening in the in the reality. So like Robin left because, you know, of all that. We're all getting confused. But at this point, that's we're talking about a different episode. I could be confused. I don't know. Um, We're all confused. now we're, getting, now we're getting now we're getting look look all these different like always got me confused. I never know who to call what, what to call who, who did where, what, when. And, and I mean, they tell you, they tell you, you know, we we know who Roddy is, we know who Kelly is. We know who I Marco understand, is. but there are some times <laughs> where like there's a bit of overlap sometimes, and you kind of get confused as to who you know. Did they know this? Did they know that? Who did that? You know. Uh, it's it's hard to keep it all straight. It's hard to keep yes, it, it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that does it for this episode as far as the recap goes. Uh, I don't really have anything in my notes right now. Elizabeth, do you have anything to add before I move on to Tony? I'm trying to think. I'm rereading it just to make sure I explain. Oh, of course. Duh. Um, sorry. I was like forgetting for a second. Um, so my favorite part of the episode... Whereas when Henry proposed to Cinderella and I was all gushing and I was tearing up. It was so beautiful. <laughs> and it was really like he picked like the perfect spot and then what all the things he had to say to her was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I got all like, oh <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> yeah, for for this whole season I've been kind of fighting um, like I, I felt like the actors didn't have chemistry as far as Henry and Jacinda go. They definitely mm-hmm. had chemistry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yes, that's what I was just going to say. That like, and I, I think we've even mentioned in the past that maybe that was intentional as far mm-hmm. as their lack of chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, being their cursed personas and everything like that. Um, but I definitely felt the chemistry in tonight's episode. It, it was definitely there. Um, their chemistry is definitely different and unique if you think about it mm-hmm. you know like we, we're we always so used to um, chemistry is able to be pointed out we're almost used to charming and, and uh, Snow's chemistry you know even though they were cursed it's because it's what you know it's what they made them to be then, um, with Jacinda 
and and um Henry, they made their chemistry a certain way, which is why they we all felt that oh they don't have no chemistry, you know. Well, I kind of almost came out. I I feel like they made us like they 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 made us uh, earn you know they made the characters earn it. Mm-hmm, definitely, you know, they they you know we had to follow them along on their journey before we could see the chemistry. Exactly. And and if if that's the case that they did all of this intentionally, then that's uh you know uh kudos to the writers and actors that had to perform it that way. You know, uh you know it that's it's hard to have chemistry and you know it not come across. You know, and so, hide it. Right. Hide exactly. It so exactly. So for that. If you know if that's what they were doing all these weeks, you know, mm-hmm. to to finally you know to to come to this, then you know, kudos all around. Definitely, I mean, like I bet they're they're probably best friends offset offset, and they had to completely act like total strangers against each other, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. throughout throughout the whole season. So that's got to be very hard. Okay, and. Uh, Elizabeth, do you have anything else to add before I move on to Tony? Okay. Uh, Tony, go ahead. Yes. So this is the good part of the tangent for Fred. Fred did a very, very, very good job with the whirlpool and how it kind of reminded me of what it looked like. Um, It looked looked like a water portal on how they went to Neverland. Mm Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. The CGI was great when it when uh, it, it exploded and things like that, and things became calm. Mm-hmm. Fred did a great job, you know, with this. It gave me all the feels about it. Um, and also, quick question to everyone um, of what they would have liked if this if, if the show had more time. Did you guys want to Neverland by chance and get a different feel about you know? A uh, different story, not, mm-hmm. not, not, nonetheless, with people with Peter Pan being there, or maybe have a different Peter Pan. Maybe, you know, would um, you have wanted that? Uh, to I be honest have. with you, um, as far as what I, if we're talking about things that I kind of miss, you know, where that I almost feel like we had been kind of promised more mm-hmm. of, I, I kind of wish we had seen Tilly and or Alice rather in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. You know, like we and we're, other places. And yes, that's very true. Thank you, Elizabeth. I wouldn't want to have her uh, run me down with a sword and other places. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like we were promised, like you know, to see you know her, you know, where else she had been, like you said, and other places. Mm-hmm. But the, but then. Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. The uh, the there was that scene in the tower where it almost made you wonder if she had even been to Wonderland, because before she even went to Wonderland, you know, she was playing with those uh, stuffed characters and whatnot. And now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking in my head, I'm wondering with the way she, with the way we've seen her magic work. If like she created Wonderland in this realm, that would have been huge. You know what I'm saying? Because like we, because we never even saw her, uh, you know, interact with the with the denizens of Wonderland, but yet we saw you know her 
you know, with her stuffed animals talking to the marquee and having the tea party with the Mad Hatter and whatnot. So it's almost as if maybe when she finally did leave the tower and go on her own adventures, maybe she created this whole other world of her own. Mm-hmm. Now that's uh, an Alice in Wonderland story I would get invested in. That would be a first. Like, like, that would have been great, um, especially if they, if they have more time. I think that that could have been discussed right. and actually and, done. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying when I, you know, that's, that's, you know, you, you speak to Neverland being something that you would have liked to have seen. And mm-hmm. I wish that, you know, Neverland, I feel like was never even really brought up. Whereas Wonderland and Alice's other places, you know, those were, mm-hmm. you know, I believe to the beginning of the season. Yeah. And, and we I, got and I, seen, I mean, I think we got the one episode where they went and looked for Alice's mom. Right, within Wonderland. Right. Wasn't it? But even no, that, not that was just like, mom, Jacinda's mom. Thank you. I meant to say Jacinda's mom. You're right. Thank you. Uh, thank you for correcting me. Um, and we got to see the little Tron backpack and all that. Or no, Star Wars backpack, wasn't it? There was a Star Wars backpack hanging on one of the chairs at the Mad yes. Hatter's tea party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's to, like to this day. It's still kind of it still kind of makes me wonder whose backpack that is. I know, and we'll never. Or was know. it just sitting there? We'll never know. Just an Easter egg. And yes, uh, to tag on to the CGI, uh, yes, the CGI was not bad at all in this episode. And I always like the, they've only done it a handful of times, but I love when they they take the opportunity to flash back to the realms or mm-hmm. for the story, you know, whatever they're doing, a flashback into the storybook or a storybook rather part of it. And they mm-hmm. do so by actually panning into the, the book. storybook, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like when, really cool yeah, uh, when he hands Henry the book, and Henry starts looking at it, and it goes down into the Jolly Roger and everything. I thought mm-hmm. that was a really, you know, I, I like, I like that. Yeah, I like that. You liked, liked it. it a lot. I liked, you liked it. it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> that did, like that. That scene definitely gave me season one feels. Mm-hmm. Definitely because they did that a lot in season one. Did they with the whole going into this? Yeah, yeah. The storybook was almost more character in, mm-hmm. in the early seasons. Exactly. It's like it was his own person, and mm-hmm. you couldn't you couldn't go into a flashback without somebody holding the book and reading it or or really and not. then the pictures would start coming to life and whatnot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like besides besides them going into you know like thinking about like how it how a certain scene had kind of dealt with what they were currently you know dealing with you know besides right. that transition the book transition was always the coolest <laughs> and monica uh to close out our, our uh recap notes you have anything to add Okay, so if Nick wasn't planning anything against Henry, does he just randomly carry a, a needle full of knockout juice at all times? I'm going to say yes, seeing as he already has a, a, a trunk full of chocolates and ropes and, and a mask and whatnot. I'm going to I'm going to say he has several syringes at, at the ready. He's got one in his car. He's got two in his pockets. Just in case how he needs to be all, all, all serial killer on, on, on the go. Like, ladies and gentlemen, you could be a serial killer on the go and mobile. Just carry these two packs of syringes. With He's not a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> or he's maybe like, he's like maybe that, he, exactly or maybe his um his knockout juice can also be um 
we'd, we'd ever see anybody eating the chocolates or anything like that. But maybe he's syringed into his macaroni juice into yeah. the chocolates. Yeah, and that could work with the first uh, with the first one or two people, maybe. Until mm-hmm. the until yeah. the word gets word out gets that killed. people are getting killed with chocolates. Right. <laughs> people do not eat the chocolates. Right. It will kill you. <laughs> um yeah. and, but, uh, uh, go ahead, Monica. Sorry. Uh it makes sense. Um I knew either Ronnie or Zelina would be the next uh target. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the only other magical person I can think of would be gold. But you don't want to kill a cop while you still got other people on your list because that's going to bring them to the heat. Right, exactly. right. So. All no, the, I, all that's all I had. I thought that it was going to. I, <laughs> I really didn't think it was going to be Ronnie or Zelina, to be honest with you. I did not see that coming. I thought it was going to be more than likely someone else from the coven because we haven't. We haven't really seen so many people from the coven. Right. But we didn't know the baker. We didn't know the doctor was part of the coven. You know, that doesn't matter at this point. You know, we don't know who is part of the coven. All we knew that was part of the coven was Ivy. And we know that Ivy's gone at this point. So Mm -hmm. um, there was Gothel, Ivy. um, Right. If anything, I thought maybe Gothel, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I guess that's going to be saved the best for last. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they don't do what they did with all the dark ones. Um, when when they showed you know a group of dark ones and stuff. Hopefully, they don't leave you know the rest of the people under black clothing or you can't see their faces. You know, because I really feel like if you put a face to a to to a character and everything, that kind of brings much more fear into into what's going on at that moment, you know, like it would have been nice to see most of the dark ones that we knew back then, you know, instead of just seeing black cloaks. <laughs> but then that can be ominous and your imagination makes up how scary they are. Oh, definitely. So. Yeah. Right before it was like mannequins, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mannequins before it was just mannequins, clothes, yeah. cloaks. You know, I'm thinking that they're probably probably oh, going to right. summon summon the other coven, you know, the uh, the other coven members from the uh, mannequins. Maybe who knows? So what? There's three down, four down, I guess, including Ivy, right? Yeah, like so. There's Gothel, Ivy, um, the the Baker, uh, the Doctor. Um, who knows? I mean, like maybe the doctor was in that flashback scene where Ivy met Gretel, but she wasn't that you know big of a character to be seen on camera. Maybe I hear you. That's a possibility. Oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's at least four other witches out there, or three, I guess. Mm-hmm. Three oh, or and, um, Madame, uh, what's her face? I forgot her name. We, from we, 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 oh, Christopher Leona. Leona. Yep. Thank you, Madame Leota. Yes, Ma- Madame yeah. Leota. Yep. So they that's gotta do something about her. Hopefully, they didn't. They're they didn't really. We probably will never see her again. I hope we do because then that just doesn't make sense. You introduce these people to the coven, and she doesn't necessarily die. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, I well, think I mean, the way it started, it seemed like the coven was gonna do something together, and now the coven's being killed off. So it's like they. I feel like they. From my understanding, they went in a different direction than they were originally intending to mm-hmm. because the series is being cut. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know that, like, 
what I don't think that we'll actually ever see a coven together. I mean, since they're killing them, right? It's just it doesn't make sense. But well, more than likely, I'm I'm thinking more than likely Hansel's the next episode will be Hansel's last. Mm. Mm. I haven't seen the. I mean, I don't see how he could, how he could you know like I don't see him killing any more witches. He's obviously mm-hmm. not going to succeed killing in killing Kelly, Valina. Now, also, my question is. It, with with uh, Gretel being magical, do you think do you think um, uh, Hansel is being um, hypocritical, and he's also magic himself? I think okay. I at one point I thought you were, had to be born with magic to use it, but now I feel like if you train hard enough, you can you can use it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not born with it, it may be just mm-hmm. harder for you to for you know you to come by it. For you to learn, right? Yeah. So I don't necessarily know that Gretel was magic to begin with. Mm-hmm. I feel I mean, like because of what happened to her in that gingerbread house, that she, uh, you know, decided to become, you know, decided magical. to utilize it. Mm-hmm. You know. And then, like even in the beginning of the season, they kind of show Rapunzel and you know, kind of almost make a point of how she's able to use magic without being magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, I guess when you have, um, when you mention that, when, when you when you have the uh, fairy godmother's wand, you don't even have to be magical. You could just say point so many times until something just boom starts happens. happening. Yeah, yeah. and. Like, uh, like, let me just see if I got this right. Mm, bibbity bobbity boo. You know, she said, like, she said the magic word. As long as she said the magic incantation, you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> you know, it was, it was the way that it was the way that it was. That's, so. so that's what makes me wonder if Gretel was like, like a magical person or just was utilizing magic, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if it represented something so sweet like candy. <laughs> but um, I think that does it for our wrap up of uh, of breadcrumbs, the sixteenth episode of the seventh season, um, which just Good leaves talk. us, huh? Good talk too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to touch upon, and which is always a good thing. So this must have been a good episode. Um, so this only leaves us with the arbitrary scale, which is uh, how many? Uh, let me see. Out of 922 heart-shaped beignets, I can Ooh. feel my arteries clogging already. Um, <laughs> out of Tony, start with you. How many are you going to give this week's episode? Um, I'm definitely going to give it a um, 850. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again? 850. 850. 850. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. So B, I guess, maybe. If we, yeah, if definitely. We, if, B plus. Okay. B plus. Okay, so you it's, it's, uh, you were happy with this episode. Um, yeah, definitely. I, um, I think through the recap, we've we've uh, gone we've over our gone over like, why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Fred Monica. was up and down today. <laughs> like Fred, Fred was up and down on Friday. That's it. <laughs> and Monica, uh, out of nine hundred twenty-two uh, heart-shaped beignets, what are you going to give this week's episode? Um, Eight hundred and thirty. Okay, right there on par. Um, and, uh, okay, um, again, like I, f- I feel like you've probably uh, 
uh, gone over, you know, your likes and dislikes. And Elizabeth, uh, uh, final score on this week's episode, 920 GPAs. I'm going to give it a solid 900. Oh, wow. Okay, so a little farther up there. Um, I'm probably going to meet somewhere in the middle. I'm going to say like 882. Um, I I didn't like this episode near as much as the as the as the past few weeks. I feel like they've really been hitting it out of the park. But this week um, offered us a lot to talk about. Um, I and. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I could sit here long winded and try to repeat everything I've said over the past hour. But I feel like we've 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 uh, spoken our case and as to why the episode uh, is as good as it is. Um, But but at least, you know, we're going out on a high note so far, you know, I mean, we've only got maybe five or six episodes left, I think. And um, I just hope they keep, you know, I hope the the quality keeps uh, meeting what it has been these past few weeks because if it does you know while it's you know sad that we're leaving you know the, you know that the show is leaving you know on a bittersweet note at least you know at least we're going out on a high note yeah it went out with the bang <laughs> if so, they just keep writing like it's their last even though it is their last if they yeah, keep writing like, yeah. like, like <laughs> you know we will go out with the bang you know Buffy <laughs> used to do that every every season I'll put money in the jar <laughs> and luckily, hey, it's only that out there. one mission. That is very right. good, Bobby. You are improving. <laughs> it's been a few episodes since you mentioned. If for that. some reason you felt the need to uh, share your feedback with us, you can always. Uh, uh, send us an email at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, s- send us a tweet. You know, there's only a few characters. Wouldn't take you a few moments to uh, hit us up at uh, gfstorybrook uh, on Twitter. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. Um, if anything, that's probably our, that's our most active avenue. A lot of uh, great uh, listeners who have been around since the days of Bill and Amory. And uh, of course, uh, you can always call the voicemail, which no one ever does anyway, but I'll just throw it out there. 424-274-2352-424-274-2352. And of course, you can always uh, follow or write us individually. Tony, where can they do that? Uh, you know, Where would they go to do that for you? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Hoops900. That's at H-O-O-P-S-900. And Monica? Monica Sedai on Twitter. That's S-E-D-A-I. Elizabeth, how about you? I have Twitter. I have Instagram. I have Facebook. My name is Elizabeth Placencia. You can just, start, just Google it. You're good. Just Google, Google it. it. <laughs> just Google it. <laughs> what you find. <laughs> and Bobby, how about you? Where can they find you? <laughs> well, thank you for asking, Tony. Uh, <laughs> of course, you can find me every week here uh, on Greetings from Storybrook. Uh, but uh, if you want to hit me up individually, you can find me at Twitter at Inevitable Hawk H A W K E. And of course, and his phone my- number is no, oh god uh, four <laughs> two no no. And his social security <laughs> card is. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. My phone's not in hand. I'm not ready to play the theme song. So let me just do that as I vamp. Um, but it's been great. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, I don't know why I'm thanking you. You're here every week with me. 
I'm well, just thank you guys for, for, thank See, you guys I'm not for the good at banding. Yes. Okay, I started that early. Thank you. That's the new thing. That's our new thing. We always like started early and then we'll okay. Who wants to say three, two, one for me? I'll do it. Okay, you're gonna do the countdown this week. All right, guys. Until Starting next three. week. Three, two, one. Greetings from Oh God, and now I can't get the theme up. We did it so oh good. <laughs> Something's got to mess up. Of course. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> the knuckle cracking sensation of Tony. <laughs>